feel like you were born in the wrong era? Do you pine for a time gone by? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Kaya Handley. Welcome to This Retro Life. It's been a very amazing experience going over to Viva Las Vegas and then being crowned dust and rough to my oxygen. Quite a few people say the first time they ever saw television, in fact, it was actually at the milk bar. I feel like vintage clothes is really the way to experience the past. We <laughs> come out a go-go girl gang because we dance, we wear these cute little outfits. So we took off in our newly polished old trailer and along the way we're in two accidents with it. Megan Hilty falls back on the table and sticks her feet up in the air in full 18th century dress. And there's our shoes. Hey! Her mantra is, wear vintage and make the world brighter. And after you meet Maggie Wilds, you'll know why this is such a great fit. She is the mastermind behind Denise Brain Vintage Clothing and she is absolutely done with men and women coming up to her and saying, I wish... I wish I could wear vintage like you, because right now she's about to tell you how you can make that dream a reality. Maggie Wilds, it's my pleasure to be speaking with you on this Retro Life. Thank you for being my guest. I am so pleased to meet you and talk to you. Tell us a little bit about where you are in the world. Spokane, Washington, in the upper left corner of the United States. A lot of people think Seattle when they think Washington, if they think Washington. Seattle is across a snowy mountain pass from us. We're in the inland area of Washington. And what's the vintage scene like there? It's growing. It's fledgling and growing. I mean, I feel like those of us who do vintage do know each other. Like, it's very hard to find somebody new that you've not yet met unless they've just popped into the scene here. There's a lot of things coming along, but I wouldn't call the scene thick. I mean, you will get looks if you walk down the street all done up vintage. It's usually admiring, and it's usually coupled with a compliment. It is always a great conversation starter, going out in a small oh, yes, town or a, you know, a city that maybe doesn't have that vintage vibe all, all dolled up. It usually makes people say the, the line, I've always wanted to do something like that, but I just... I don't know how. I don't know where to start. I can't do it. And I'm thinking, well, I can. What What do I have over you? I mean, other than I've been in it a long time and I'm a vintage dealer. But I mean, as a physical presence, as a human being, I can't do it any better than they can. And we will get to that line because there is a lot of inspiration for you and what you do in that line. But Take us back to the very beginning of your vintage journey. Where where has this all come from, this passion, this love? It's had several big starts, although it never stopped. I started when I was a teenager in Seattle, a youngish teenager, like 13 or 14 years old, in 1973. And what was going on then in fashion is designers were making things that looked a lot like 30s and 40s, especially the 40s. And I really love that style. And I saw it in thrift stores and in secondhand stores because I didn't have any money. I was just a kid. And I could buy these same sort of styles used or, you know, just very old. And that's how I got started with it. Also, not having any money, I sometimes just pilfered my parents' closets. And when I found 
really cool stuff that was old, I would try to incorporate it with my modern clothing. So my father was the clothes horse in the family and had a Savile Row tailor that visited him every year. <laughs> he had two walking huge closets and I actually wore men's vintage clothing sometimes as well as my mother's clothing. And then it kind of was there in the background churning away as I became a professional musician. And when I decided to step away from the job I had in music, which was my full-time job, I wanted to do something that I just really loved. And vintage became, it was like a new fresh start of becoming more knowledgeable and more well-rounded in vintage and taking it on as a job. How did you take it from passion to knowledge? Because it's a journey that some of us, you know, really like to take. A lot of people are very, very knowledgeable. Other people are just really, really passionate. But how did you learn yeah. more about what you're buying and wearing? If it weren't for the fact I'm online, I probably would not be trying to know as much nor as able to know as much. I think the Virgo in me wanted to know everything I could about what I was doing. I just, I mean, I'm a, a natural born, why is that person, you know? And I wanted to be able to make people who were buying and for myself to know as much as possible about what they were getting into. So I had to know about the fabrics. I had to know about construction, the designers, you know, the different eras, the history of fashion, you know, as much as I possibly could. I have a pseudo degree from the Vintage Fashion Guild. I really have to give them credit because I've been a member since 2005. And not only do they have really terrific resources, such as their label resource and others, they have a forum where great people jump in to answer questions, to be supportive of one another. There is a community where the passion is there and most definitely also is the knowledge. Mm. And I've learned so much from them that my pseudo degree is from the vintage fashion field. <laughs> As you gained knowledge, how did it change what you were wearing in the years that you sort of focused on? I still have just the passion side that just says, oh, I love it. It's green and it's got polka dots, you know, or something. <laughs> it, it, it isn't strictly knowledge-based. I, I mean, I believe style is as much an art <laughs> as a science, for sure. But the knowledge brought me to certain designers. I absolutely, just reading a book, without even looking at a picture, loved Clara McCardle. The same goes for Bonnie Cashin, because they both designed for women who were moving and capable and rather unconstrained and rather free from dictates too. And I just love them in theory. Mm. And then when I could actually see their clothes, I was mad for them. And so I kind of got hooked on searching for those designers. Were they easy to find? Oh, goodness, no. McCardle in particular is a little bit hard to come by. In fact, very hard to come by because not only is she appreciated, but it seems like her clothes are well-worn, meaning they were good for the people. And she never sold her name for any kind of licensing at all. Everything that has her name in it 
was designed by her. And so it's a somewhat limited output. It's not like, you know, there's some designers that if you find a Charles James, you could just retire and live on Charles James. <laughs> but McArdle is very valued and very appreciated. So when I have been able to find a few things, I'm just, I hoard them. <laughs> you mentioned your father's double wardrobe. Do you yeah. now give him a run for his money with your wardrobe? <laughs> Uh, no, you know, I have a little tiny closet. I mean, I don't have square footage in that closet. I have square inches, literally. <laughs> I have to be a little careful. I mean, I use every inch of that space, and I'm really careful not to get things out of hand there. I know that sounds a little uh, odd for a vintage person. I must admit, though, I have a shoe rack that is absolutely huge outside of that closet because <laughs> there was no way that was going to fit. And I do have a relatively large U.S. size 9 shoe size. And every pair of vintage shoes I find in a U.S. size 9 is mine now. <laughs> so you're the reason that I can't find any shoes for uh, the same size foot. Oh, no, really? <laughs> Probably. I'm just going to come oh, to your shoot. place. <laughs> You just come on over. I have, I mean, it's sitting in the corner of my living room, the shoe rack. And whenever women come in the front door, they say, oh, wow. And usually men say, that's just weird. <laughs> and, you know, it's like uncomfortable. But you've done well to keep your wardrobe down. It means that it must be a really lovely curated collection. Oh, that's nicely put. <laughs> Um, it's, it's hung a little tight and I do have the great advantage that I see so many things that, you know, I don't have to have everything. Mm. I only keep the things that are just like, wow, it is so perfect. That probably leads pretty perfectly into the mantra, your mantra, wear vintage, make the world brighter. Explain that to me. I have the vintage moniker, Denise Brain, which has a little explanation behind it, but most people do not know the explanation behind it, which I'll tell you if you want. But Please. Dennis Brain is known to classical music people because he was arguably the greatest French horn player that ever lived. And I am a horn player. And when I first started on eBay way back in 1999, I was helping a student try to purchase a horn and I had to put in a uh, eBay username, and I just typed in Denise Brain for fun. <laughs> and then, I, you know, a little while after that, I sold a dress, a vintage dress, and then I sold another vintage dress, and it just kind of sat there and stuck. And now it's nearly 20 years later, and I'm still Denise Brain because I didn't really want to change it because I really like the subtle nod to my other life, which is in music. But anyway, so going on to make the world brighter, you take brain, and I was just kind of playing off of the brightness. You know, you be smart to wear vintage. It's a recycling. It's uh, good value. It's, you know, all the fine things it represents. Plus, it is more colorful, is either actually in colors or in the beauty of it. So it was kind of supposed to be a double meaning. It's good. I like it. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. 
when people come up to you and they say, well, the first thing they usually say is, what are you dressed up for? Where are you going or who are you playing? Uh And then they say, oh, I wish I could wear that. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandmother used to wear that and I always wished that I had kept her insert item here. That is now what you've taken on. You want to help other people rock a bit of a a vintage vibe. My feeling is, if you could just see me, I am... I am just such a, a, like a normal person with my problems and (laughs) I've always been that even when I was young. But I always think if you think that I have something you don't have, I just want to slap you. You know, if you really want something, I want you to have it. And I don't understand what stands in the way of being who they want to be. You know, I'm not naive. There are places in the world where women cover their faces or they can't get a degree or they can't, you know, et cetera. But for the women who walk up to me and say, gee, I wish we could do that, but I I just couldn't do it. And I just want to say, no, I want to help you. You are wrong. I mean, and they'll have a litany of reasons why, you know, they'll say, I have nowhere to wear it. And I'll say, what about the fact we have a distinguished old hotel here and you go there for drinks or when a historical society meets or, you know, just show up like that and people will love it. Furthermore, they say, well, nothing ever fits me. It's all so small. Well, yes, it was, it is generally smaller, but there is a lot of clothing out there in larger sizes. And when people say, you know, they can't wear it, they're thinking uh, like a prom gown, which only a teenager might have worn. And they're not thinking like a swing coat. Well, a swing coat is going to fit almost anybody. You you just got to get started with it and you'll find your way, I think. Yeah, for you and I sitting here, it's very easy. Now I I become overwhelmed now when people ask me my dress size because I can now only shop in measurement. It does take a little bit of getting used to and a little bit of education to really start, uh, especially in the online world, start knowing what will and won't fit you and what you should buy. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned this because I'm writing a book that should be out this year which I'm tentatively calling Getting Started with Vintage, A Modern Woman's Guide. Great. And it's going to be covering that, I hope, to a good degree, that what you need to know to get a good fit. And that would include not only, of course, how to measure yourself, but how to compare that, what sort of ease you need through all those measurements, such as a waist and you know, the bust, the lengths and things like that, how the sizes were achieved in previous times due to the types of underpinnings and where you can find those sort of things now, Mm. you know, just basically how to decipher what you could wear from a series of measurements you might see online. And then to compare them also with what sort of style might work for you, hoping I can help. I wish I could just slap it in people's hands who say to me, how do you do it? You know, because this is supposed to answer those questions. But at the same time, it is a little trial and error and it is about going on a journey and there will always be items where the measurements seem right and you pop yeah. it on and for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And that's fine because you just pop it up and you send it to its next home. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you just look at it that way with a nice casual atmosphere that, you know, it isn't always going to work. 
That's great. And most people do that, thankfully. And there are ways to make things work that are just a little off. And there are reasons why things don't work quite that can be fixed. But you start to get more um, attracted to the things that have worked for you. Mm. And you start to, I really love 40s clothing, pre 46. And one of the reasons is because it kind of naturally fits me. I think it's a more natural fit altogether because they didn't wear as extreme girdling and so forth. But it tends to just ride me well, you know. It's, <laughs> I'm a little short-waisted, and it just sort of does exactly what it needs to do. For you as a seller, what's the reward of seeing someone who purchases a dress then post a picture wearing oh. it and loving it and just rocking it, no matter whether they're just going out for coffee with a mate or whether they're going to something oh. fabulous? I just love it. That is what I cherish the most. And what I miss is being an online seller. You don't get to watch the person love it in your shop. So when I do get that, I'm sometimes blown away with the style. Like, I would never have thought of that. This is this is the answer to that lady on the street who says to me, I could never do it. Here's this lady somewhere across the world, this girl, this lady, whatever, all ages, all sizes, all types of people who are doing this and they're loving it and making the world brighter. All right. So let's say I'm trawling Etsy. What are the key things that I need to look for to find the perfect vintage item? One of the things that is very important is that people tend to have a, a set idea of what they love and what they, they are willing to wear. So they'll be like, I like strong dresses from the fifties. And I will say, Let's just step back a second because I do represent clothing from the Victorian era, rarely that old, but up to about 1980. And I show silhouettes. You know, I would say look at the silhouettes from different eras and think about what would flatter you. Like, I think that, you know, I don't, it's just not just me, but the 20s and 60s are, especially the mid 60s on, are those um, kind of, narrow, straight, youthful look, um, 20s also, very straight. And if you're the right person, that is a great look. And if you're more curvy, you're going to probably gravitate towards 50s, 40s. I would say the other things you need to know is a very honest and clear set of measurements. You should have the will and the ability to start with just like one or two things probably that are going to work with what you have already instead of like trying to jump into a four piece suit or something, jump in with a, a set of jewelry or a, like I say, a swing coat or a sweater, something that will work with what you got. And then when you feel that success, you'd go on to the next thing. Mm. And then, you know, just kind of build on your success. I needed you uh, like a year ago when I was like, right, this wardrobe's out. I've got to build a new one. <laughs> really? You started over, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow. Can't let you go without talking about manatees and how <laughs> they combine with your vintage because I've never seen a manatee in a vintage dress. No, neither have I. And if they said <laughs> to me, I can't wear it anywhere, I think I might actually say, you know, you're right. Actually, I know the manatee thing. I, I am a little eclectic i admit um i i took a trip to florida where i have some relatives 
with my husband some years ago, and we were standing on the banks of the St. John's River, and a manatee was being re-released into the wild that had been uh, saved and rehabilitated. And we both looked at each other, and we had tears streaming down our face. We were in love with manatees. (laughs) These creatures just tugged at my heartstrings. And they're extremely, if, if people don't know, they're, the, they're huge and extremely gentle. They're like they're ca- sea cows, have, right? Essentially, except they make, uh, I mean, they're like Einstein's next to land cows. Yeah. They're, they're supposed to be about as smart as whales. Wow. You know, so, I mean, they're not as well understood, but they're extremely old species, 60 million years old, they think. And extremely intelligent and extremely vulnerable. So anyway, they they worked their way into my heart. And then I just have always tried to put a little aside from what I make, whatever I was doing for whatever cause that was interesting to me. And when I started to bring that into my business, I found that there were a lot of people who were really related to this. They wanted to be able to support something with their purchase, something that they could believe in, whatever that would be. And and I think I've kind of convinced people manatees are a worthwhile project if they didn't already know. <laughs> so it's manatees, but also dress for success as well? Oh, I love dress for success. Yeah. That is Great a initiative. newer thing. I was interested in doing something for the empowerment of women in some form. And Dress for Success has this wonderful thing they do, which is put women in clothes that give them the confidence to go out and take a job interview in an appropriate way. And they teach them uh, job skills and their community sort of feeling. They're more, they're more of a sisterhood than a, just a suit or something. They're really they take care of each other and they're uh, great in many ways. And I just decided to devote to devote one section of my Etsy shop a hundred percent to that cause so that people who are really interested in that could just um, do one of two things. Most, most often purchase something because they really supported the cause. But I've also had a lot of donations of vintage to put in that shop. So in two ways, I've been helped with that one and have been able to pass on that help. It's uh, been so great to speak with you, to learn about everything that you do. I cannot wait to see your book and to also be able to slap it in the hands of people who say, I just wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. Maggie, That's right. thank you for telling us that we all can. It's been great to chat with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kaya. That's it for this episode of This Retro Life. You can find us on Wooshka, iTunes and Stitcher where you can subscribe and of course rate and review us so it's easier for other guys and gals to find this podcast. To get more information on today's guest, head to our website thisretrolife.com or search This Retro Life on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We have some photos and videos and behind the scenes and a whole heap more retro fun so do come and check us out. As always, if you're a vintage guy or gal from any era and into anything from cars to collectibles, we'd love to hear from you. Go to thisretrolife.com and drop us a line. Until next time, I'm Kaya Handley. Thanks for listening to This Retro Life.